Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi there, welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. And today is episode 86. And it is also, we're recording this on um, the 1st of July. So it's also um, dry July for many people. And um, I think dry July started in Australia, if I might might be wrong about that. But um, anyway, it's a good excuse if you are sober curious or if you are wanting to start on your sober journey to kind of tag on these kind of challenges I suppose it's a nice kind of sneaky way just to start on your sober journey without too many questions so if you are um, starting dry July then congratulations and um, we are sort of trying to support people as much as possible so um, we now do a regular life hack on a Wednesday on our page and also on our YouTube channel so that's lovesober.cic or lovesober on YouTube Um, And also we're going to do a post every day, just a tip. Um, We always finish with a tip of the day on the podcast. So we thought we'd do that on um, our Instagram as well. So a tip of the day to help you through dry July. And also if you're um, wanting to have some more kind of structured um, support, we have our email course, uh, Love Your Sober Month. Um, which you can find on our website and that is a really nice course with lots of tips and strategies and journaling questions and um, kind of the real essential toolkit to what you need to boss your um, sober month and that's available at any time Um, so that's that's what we've got going on Um, (laughs) so we'll just check in with each other so hi Kate how are you doing? Hiya yeah I'm um, I'm good today thank you I'm um yeah I'm I'm feeling good. The temperature's dropped here, so I'm not in a hot mess, or it's not much of a, a hot mess as I usually am. And uh, yeah, so I'm feeling all right. I got up and I did my little bit of meditation. It's quite funny though, right? So <laughs> let me tell you about my meditation at the moment. So obviously, listening to Sarah Blondin again because I can't get enough of her. And then also then you do this, like you can set this kind of timed meditation on Insight Timer app and you can set your own bells. <laughs> and you can choose from all these different bell sounds. Now, literally the amount of stress it's caused me trying to sort out these freaking bells, right? And I'm like, right, so I start with a high one and I was trying to do the sort of, so you breathe in with a high one and out with a low one and then you can just kind of zone out and like watch your breath. And then they all started setting off at the same time and all clanging at the same time, right? And then there was a warm-up, so they didn't start at all for about a minute. And then they all came in together and made me really jump. And I was like, okay, I think I'm going to need to let go of the bell. That was so typical of me. I'm there on my phone without my glasses on first thing in the morning trying to kind of sort out my Tibetan bells. So, yes, that's, that's how I am. But, you know. I've got grace and good humour going on, clearly. So, um, yeah. Great. Resilience tools, dude. Like, thank you very much, dude. How are you? Um, I Yeah, we're, we're both in a... What's going on? No. We're both in a bit of a, a sunny disposition today. Don't cross um, the beams. I, I don't know what you said then. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I am all right. I was I was pretty sick at the beginning of the week. Oh, that's um, more like it. Come on, let's have a Yeah, come on, <laughs> get reality. Um, and so, but yes, we've got good news that we've finally sold our house. So that is a financial, well, touch wood, touch wood, bang your head, you know, can always, something can always happen until you actually exchange but um that's a huge kind of financial um stress um so yeah making life work through um yeah through um covid and uh, that was kind of that was our yes so hopefully everything can we can breathe again a little bit and and um yeah we had to cu- kind of cancel our trip obviously to the states and so that was kind of like a big thing for the kids and sort of knowing that actually we wouldn't be able to afford it because my husband had to pay take a pay cut so um with the sale of the house that means we can just sort of yeah breathe yeah so I'm feeling a bit Mm. more chilled about that sort of thing um and yeah so I'm good so today we are going to talk a little bit about reconnecting with ourselves and this is a sort of subject I suppose was a bit of a revelation to us in the sense of we kind of look at it in different angles but essentially when you've been socializing or when you've been social in some sense um, we don't kind of realize that there's a a dip after the high Um, and I mean social could be many sort of senses could be going back to work or it could be kind of an actual social event or you know it could actually be in the sense of another lens you can look at it under is if you have gone back to drinking and then you're going back to sobriety that kind of recalibrating and 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 recentering I suppose mm. and, and specifically in terms of socializing there tends to be that kind of it takes a lot of nervous energy to socialize and so how do we kind of reconnect with ourselves afterwards um nourish recalibrate our nervous system etc and, and really kind of pay attention to that I suppose and not just keep pushing through which will lead to overwhelm and, and fatigue and lead to further triggers mm. um so you're going to kind of lead us through some of uh some of this aren't you yeah so it's interesting isn't it this this kind of no one told me about this kind of that I would you know I always thought that my needing to recover after socializing was a hangover and when I stopped drinking it was it was quite weird to realize that I sometimes had headaches or I had fatigue was exhausted low afterwards and this was this putting this piece together about being um a a sort of an introvert and a very sensitive person um yeah and this kind of also this this piece about um regulating our nervous system which we all we all need to do so and this has come up a few times you know on our communities and people sort of feeling quite um discouraged almost because it's like well, hang on, like, you know, when you you want the rewards, you want to go, well, look, I've done really well. Like, I've bossed a night out. I've survived it. I've done, you know, my bingo. I've spotted a sober person. I've done my three drinks. I've done this, done that. But instead of feeling like I'm 
a freaking badass. I, I'm in bits the next day and I'm really tired and all the rest of it. Mm. And we've had some people say actually that they managed to do the social thing and then they drink the day after. And so yeah. we, we thought it was really important to kind of have a look at this and unpick it a little bit. And and what we seem to be coming to is that that nervous system regulation. It's that kind of uncomfortable feeling of transitioning from um, a state of being quite heightened in our nervous systems and really on and really wired and maybe we've given out a lot of energy to then coming down to rest and whenever we do that it's like you'll know that if you ever do if you do any yoga if you try any meditation um and even like you know coming home from work when that is a big trigger time you will know that those transition times are, are notoriously uncomfortable and it's again to reference Sarah Blondin she puts it brilliantly like the way you get to the calm bit and the way you recover is you have to go through the noise and static it's like having a cloak on and taking it off when you come in at the front door. It's like we just have to kind of go, oh, I need to take my coat off and I need to rest a bit and I need to come home a bit. And it's a beautiful metaphor for that. So, so yeah, so we were, we were going to look at sort of tips and tools of how to make that journey back to the self to recenter ourselves less tricky I guess and to name some of the kind of uncomfortableness of it so that we're not thrown so we're not mm. discouraged and we don't go this feels awful so therefore I'm now going to drink because I'm now faced with this other experience that's really discouraging to me mm. so yeah so what would you say man what would be your tips for how do you come back down after you've been social um, well, I think the the first and foremost was was recognizing it, you know, um, recognizing that the feeling is is there or even exists, rather than you know beforehand I had no idea that I I would have that kind of social hangover or um, that need to manage the the, the descent of the high. I mean, you know, essentially if you were sort of Go, I mean, if you do look at it in kind of drugs and alcohol terms, I mean, you would sort of, you know, if you were doing hardcore drugs, you would manage the descent with another drug to kind of bring yourself back down. Um, and so, you know, there is this sort of sense of like, you know, bringing yourself back to an equilibrium. And obviously we don't want to do that. Um, and so there, but there is that need of like, OK, well, I've been up here and and it's kind of that, like you, you feel like, oh well, I want recognition. I want, I want it to carry on. Like you don't want the party to be over, you know. Um, and so that 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 high can be there as a as a sober person too. So I think um, one thing is, you know, if you've got a good community around you that can kind of celebrate your, you know, your social sober high that makes you feel good you know that gives you that sort of exterior reward rewarding yourself internally um when we talk about sort of sober treats like the next day to make sure you have a really nice day so it feels like you're getting that continuum of your good behavior um and then rest really you know just sort of take everything off the list and give yourself a really good day to kind of bring yourself down sort of um perhaps journal it you know because sometimes there's sort of there's 
experiences or feelings that you've had that might have been a bit challenging sometimes there's that that we ignore you know maybe you saw someone and it was a bit awkward or you didn't feel that comfortable because you know you weren't drinking and you might be holding on to those feelings inside and so perhaps sort of sitting down in the evening with a cup of tea and a journal and just sort of going right so last time this this I was really proud you know recognize your strengths I was really proud of myself because I did this 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 Um, I actually found this quite challenging talking to so-and-so. What does that mean? Does that mean that actually we're not, you know, maybe we we don't actually have that much in common anymore or maybe we've grown apart or maybe he was having a bad day. I don't know. And kind of allow yourself to kind of just answer your own questions about, about what happened. And at the same time, you're doing something very calm, very quiet, which is allowing your body to kind of um, come back to itself, I suppose. Mm. I mean, I guess that would, you talk about rain, I've never actually done rain, but I guess that does kind of fit into that, Mm. you know, recognise, allow, investigate, nurture, I suppose. Mm. So I don't know if you want to say a bit more about that. Yeah, so that one, I just think that's a brilliant acronym for the process, like you say, um, recognise, because we're naming it, aren't we? We're like, okay, this is a thing. This is not something wrong with me. Because then what tends to happen if we're tired, you know, obviously that's a trigger. Um, if we're, I was going to say discombobulated. <laughs> I love that word. One of my favourites. <laughs> but that is, we're often like pissed off, discombobulated, yeah. tired. Um, it's sometimes it's not. It's not a good time to kind of like think about things so you could go the other way you could just be like okay it's all about the senses it's all about like make sure that the house is really nice and clean so that I and I maybe I've got like dinner prepped for the next day so that I've just Mm -hmm. got and I've got a film set up so I can just really really feel nurtured so you've you kind of prepared it all so it could be that or it could be that kind of okay so recognize it allow it and say okay that's absolutely fine this is a thing and it's nothing to do with me investigate it yeah where's it where's it showing up where am I feeling um bad in my body you know am I are my feet aching because I danced or you know maybe I'm just my back aches or something and just send a bit of love there and and have a nice bath and then nurture which is like you know just to remind yourself that you are safe that you have done a really great thing to acknowledge your strengths like you said you know that real nurturing and all of the sort of sensory toolkit thing um and that and that sort of then that links to self-compassion I think that you know again if you've been if you're coming back to yourself from from sobriety you know sobriety point of view there is a lot of shame right so self-compassion is absolutely key and so I mean the person that I always go to is Tara Brack who that's that reign of self-compassion on YouTube so if you google that and also I think if we've had a negative experience being out or maybe not even like maybe it's just been a bit challenging like maybe we haven't left when our social window is up so we've become quite depleted or, or and maybe we got fed up and you know, and that can leave us with that real kind of low of like, I'm never gonna prop really genuinely enjoy a night out. Because we've got you've got that one side, haven't you? Okay, I bossed it, I did it. But that little voice inside going, yeah, but it was it was a bit of a 
really was effort and I'm never really going to enjoy it again. (laughs) So that kind of self-compassion, what do I need kind of just to be able to say to yourself, it's fine and I am learning this and this is going to take practice and I'm going to get better at putting myself in situations which genuinely do bring me joy. Maybe that wasn't a great fit and not to kind of go, right, well, that just means that I'm a failure. God, yeah, I'm a failure. It's a failure. We're a failure, and it, it just you know that that some nights are really great and some nights aren't. And also, how how do we want to socialize? Um, I think the other thing that you know the polyvagal theory about you know we need to be connecting, moving between that kind of out space of feeling connected and that in space of resting, restoring, and protection. So once we've been out. Our nervous systems, all of our nervous systems, whether you've been a drinker, whether you haven't, whether you're an extrovert, our nervous systems will be needing to dial it down a bit. And the degree of that will depend very much on, you know, it will depend on your age, uh, your menstrual cycle. You know, if you have neuro, if you identify as neurodiverse, if you're highly sensitive, what kind of thing it was, but all of it. It, it involves that checking in with yourself and just going okay what are my needs today don't they mm-hmm. and again that doesn't mean that you are you know sensitive in my household it was like oh you're just so sensitive you know stop being so sensitive again yeah. and I know that you you had that but actually mm-hmm. what that is is like going oh okay well I have a sensory need here and I need to calm myself down so that's all like badass tools for self-leadership essentially you know a bubble bath is freaking you know, is a, is a, an outward symbol of knowing that you need to regulate your nervous system, which means you're not going to be triggered, which means that you're not going to enter a shame spiral, which means you're going to meet a goal. So if anyone wants to say that self-care is just kind of somehow fluffy, you're like really misguided. Yeah. <laughs> <The> way off. <laughs> yeah, I um, think it's important to know to sort of notice and recognize that you know as kind of as women as men as mm. as carers you know that that something went wrong along the line mm. where this idea got misconstrued that in order to be good at caring or in order to be a good person it means putting everyone's needs above your own and and to you know respect your needs or to put yourself in the picture means that you're selfish you know and this I mean it's hugely hugely kind of um that message is pushed especially on mums hugely like you know that the sort of self-sacrifice kind of messaging um and and also the the sort of social structures that are set up I mean that you know there isn't much else than for women mum's you know the the caring parent to do it all themselves um and so we get into this real kind of tug of war in our heads that like if we take time for ourselves then we are a bad parent or if we you know if we say no and not now like I need to rest that means that we are being a bad mum and sort of deconstructing that and understanding that not only is it impossible to do everything well without rest and restore? Um, it's also, you know, not teaching 
kids the right messages. You know, it's not teaching them respect of other people. It's not teaching them how to respect themselves and, and listen into their own kind of bodily needs and their own needs as, as human beings. And and it is hugely empowering as a woman just to say, hang on a second. Um, no, I do. Ex- I do exist. Um, mm. And I can do everything really well. Um, and that's not me bending over backwards to pretend like I've got all my shit together 24 hours a day, you know, seven days a week. That's by asserting, you know, the, the fact that I have needs. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, women really struggle with that. I certainly did. Mm. And that's been huge learning. And once you start that kind of self-compassion of like, you know, stopping the shame cycle and, and, and you know, stopping drinking and, and making good choices. It's that upwards spiral of like, oh, yeah, you know, I can. Yeah, of course I can. Because I used to think I was bad at everything. Like, I remember, you know, I am a bad mom. I'm such a bad mom. I'm such, I'm not good at anything. That's what I used to say to people. And people used to say to me, you are a good mom, Mandy. And I'd be like, no, I'm not. And part of that, I do take because I was drinking too much. So part of it was, you know, just that kind of confession of like, no, I'm not because I, I, I'm hungover half the time. But part of it was just that utter low self-esteem and low self-worth because I wasn't meeting my goals and I wasn't doing what I wanted to do because I was stuck in this cycle of drinking um, and not answering my needs. Like I just didn't exist basically. And I had no idea who I was. So I don't know. I think it's it's so unbelievably key just yeah. to recognise that being sort of advocating for your needs does not make you a bad person. No. Because I mean, it's so deep in us, you know. And it's, you know, like you're absolutely right. And that and that is key, isn't it? And like going back to what, you know, we called this, but reconnecting with ourselves. And yeah. it's like the key is the connection. How do we connect? So we connect by the first action of connection is that we stop numbing out with alcohol. We can't hear if every time we have an emotional response, if we have a need, if we're tired, we have a trigger, everything get whatever. We can't hear that if we're if we're using alcohol or another substance, right? So that's the first, then connecting, and then we then we get to ask, well, what is it that I need? And this work is fundamental for us as human beings. And like you say, as carers, and and we, we're not encouraged really to do that. We're not encouraged to, to have a vocabulary around it or a language um, or, you know, this whole thing is, is lighting me up at the moment. And my way into it really was um, having, you know, the neurodiverse connection in my family and learning about um, as well when you were learning about the recovery coaching, I was learning about the, the brain, the neuroscience and the sensory toolkit that autistic kids need to regulate their nervous system then we start talking go hang on this we're all talking about the same thing and then we're like hang on everyone has this you go on blurt foundation they've got an amazing sensory toolkit um and it's all about how to regulate your nervous system and really like calm yourself come through the noise and static so that we can go oh okay like what what do i need Mm. and 
then we start the work of, okay, well, let's see, let's try this on. Maybe that feels better. Maybe a run feels good. Maybe a sleep feels good. Maybe this feels good. Maybe that feels good. And that, but that line of inquiry. Um, and I think today's episode was very much about recognizing again that, like, even if we are sober, <laughs> we still, whenever we come from that place of, of, of distraction and busyness and disconnect somehow, that we have to go through that, that static, that, you know, the aeroplane coming into land through the turbulence and then how we manage that with greater a plume so that we don't then fall prey to another trigger yeah and make and make ourselves vulnerable um yeah I think one of the things you said um is key is that feeling of (sighs) yeah it's the sigh isn't it yeah Uh, and that's that's what people tend to associate with when finally they've got all the chores done got kids sorted got you know everything else sorted and they sit down and have a glass of wine or it could be have a cigarette, or it could be internet shop, or it could be, you know, eat some cake, whatever the addiction or whatever the sort of problematic relationship that's evolved, or it could be a combination of those things scrolling on your phone. It's that moment when you go, "Ah," like a moment for myself. Mm. So it's about finding that and how you can have that and knowing that you can have that Mm. without any sort of, what you're looking for is that feeling of like relax and that doesn't have to be with a drink in your hand or any other kind of maladaptive behavior it can exist without any of that it's just we've got used to not doing that we've got used to and that is I mean I you know it's a bit like hashtag don't get me started but I do think you know one of those I think it was in Alan Carr's easy way to quit drinking uh, easy way to quit smoking book I think where he part of the mindset shift around that is he talks about the um, miraculous machine or whatever of the human body and there is that but there is that something that I I am absolutely lit up about at the moment and it's sort of Dr Kristin Neff talks about it with the with the self-compassion work but it's this like amazing incredibly evolved mammalian nervous system we have to connect with other people and to connect with ourselves through nurture through bonding through all of that is that what they call the ventral vagal which is like I'm connected it's us it's you it's me it's beautiful and we need to then obviously come down slightly so that we because we need periods of connection and then and then sort of connection with ourselves if you like and that quiet and that's all gonna be really varied as well you know your upbringing you again neurodiversity blah 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 all of that but it's like beautiful so if you can think you know if you've got that those really uncomfortable feelings if you're like oh the next day and you can somehow plug into that like just go that's amazing that is my incredibly sophisticated mammalian nervous (laughs) system regulating itself and giving me all those signals so that I can balance my brain chemicals I can breathe again and then I'm ready to get up again and boss the flow because I've respected the ebb and and just to see the 
magic in it somehow because there's nothing wrong with you that's the other thing when things are uncomfortable we go what's wrong with me and it's like yeah nothing (laughs) that's what's right with you it's just that those are the feelings in your body that you need to rest and you're recalibrating Mm. it's like so what things can we do to have that sigh have that kind of you know feeling of kind of recalibrating yeah so it's that that you know we can do the grounding and centering practices can't we um where you take your right hand and you put it under your left armpit across your heart and then the other arm onto your uh, um on the other hand onto your arm so give yourself a squeeze and a a pat and a hug um i i didn't know but that's my lying down on the floor on the yoga mat i get that immediate and i think it's probably thinking about it because I've had a regular, regular yoga practice now for about five years, that when I lie down, it reminds me, it, my brain is trained to go into that Shavasana thing where you mm. just go, oh, so that, that's that's obviously thinking about it, why I like to lie down so much on the floor. Yeah. It's <laughs> so that, a neuro pathway. That's, it it that, is. It, yeah. it, maybe it wasn't always my thing, but it, it is now. Um, breathing the out breath so you've got one of those breathing practices haven't you that you were doing with that that lady um Mm. so you can count your breaths the out breath longer than the in breath and then the sensory toolkit it's like you know do you want your cashmere blanket do you want um do you want a cold shower do you want a warm bath maybe you want one Uh, that's quite good apparently for balancing um because it stimulates and then brings it right down again um what else so i think it's like it is respecting rest Mm. so it's like you know like if you're listening to this it's like yeah but you know i've got the kids jumping all over me you know they're hungry for dinner like etc etc i suppose that there's there's a few things you can do like if you're going out to be social and then you know that it's going to be like you're going to have that dip mm. and that is a trigger for you then you know as kate said earlier like plan so make yeah. sure you've got dinner prepped and stuff like that so you've got a really easy day and again it's like we ca- not only do we carry all these feelings around with us about kind of of what we should be like as a as a mother and 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 how we should be like ultimately performing at all times um we carry that through into not giving ourselves a break so it's like if you're feeling really really you know really tired and you need a rest and you need that you know it's because it often is that it's like you come in through the door and it's like you know, I just need to take, you know, I just need to take my coat off. And everyone's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I just need to take my coat off. I mean, I don't have this now because my kids are older. So there is that time when you get through that. But I can remember that specifically where they just be like, oh, I'm hungry. What is that? She got that, you know, like fighting, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I just need to take my coat off. Um, and then I'll be able to deal with stuff where I just need a cup of tea, you know. And so, and, and what we do is we kind of know, we even name those things, but we don't really follow them through. And it's like, if you actually sort of said, look, you know, like, go and, you know, go and watch the TV or whatever, like, go on your screens, you know, phone grandma, I don't know, get some support, something, and and literally take 
not just two minutes because what we do is then we make the cup of tea and then we walk around the house with the cup of tea like doing 10,000 things and we still haven't taken our coat off if we actually literally took our coat off sat down for 10 minutes with a cup of tea regulated our breathing the trigger time that will come in like you know it's probably already started and will kind of grow and grow and grow by seven o'clock will be in a much position better position to manage so it's it is actually just sitting down for 10 minutes mm. I would say yes yeah, 100% like those thing. those little pauses throughout the day we've talked about them before haven't we about like not waving away the red flags to so to have your once an hour and a, a reminder on your phone to just stare into space drink some water and sigh <sighs> like the breath is so such a, a like um it's like a superpower and there's so many things on youtube about how to um you know regulate your breathing or calm calm yourself down so there's there's lots of stuff out there and the other thing that i was gonna say and i've completely forgotten how i always do that <laughs> oh yeah so if you have got a social time i think that goes back to what you said mandy about like we're not allowed to take time for ourselves so if we go out if we're like parents yeah and we go out that night like I remember again when the kids were younger it would be very much like and now so we've got to have a really nice family day planned the next day to make up mm. for the fact that we've been absent tonight and it's like no let's block out two days because you if you're more realistic if you plan for the up and then the down the next day so it is that sort of blocking out realistic amount of time to to get up to speed with actually what you need right now because like come on we're not like 19 anymore as well yeah and again and that's what I mean that's what it all gets intertwined with drinking doesn't it and that's what you said at the at the beginning that sometimes it's like feels like you've got a hangover even though and it's like oh man you know but what you would have done and what you wouldn't have been able to either if you had a hangover you would have pushed yourself through and it would have been awful and you would have shouted at the kids and it would have been an awful day and and then you would have drank in the evening to be like, thank God I got through that. Because you'd have all these guilt and all these feelings about, you know, your drinking. Um, but on the flip side, when you're sober, you think, right, well, there's absolutely no reason why I should need yeah. to rest or sit down. And so you don't give yourself a rest at all. So it's like, you you know, that kind of so like true. moving away from, from that idea that just because you're like so being yeah. sober is a superpower but it doesn't mean that you don't get need to rest. no that's really important isn't it because there are people you see this on sober forms quite a lot of like man like I thought I'd just be da, 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 you know and it's like no you still are a, a an organism that needs to rest yeah like and also that um what often highlights the fact is that because when you like you say you associated that glass of wine with the sigh moment with the oh okay I'm I'm that's it like like that's it world stop you haven't built built up the skills to do that naturally and then people are like you know wondering why they're you know they're knackered and they can't you know and and then you get triggered you get bitter and you get triggered because you're like oh all the stinking thinking comes back in because actually you're not, yeah, you're not getting that rest in. So it's definitely a practice. Like, I was such a sprint through the day, sprint and crash. So many of us 
are spoken yeah. crash and we're encouraged to do it and often it's asked of us often it's demanded of us by you know work life things and messaging around being mums 100 percent. you know mm. yeah and I guess it is it's sort of like you know so if you are a single mum or if you are kind of you know the the mum that's done always done all the work you know it's like right well where do I go from now like you know how do I sort of change this like I mean it's kind of easier I suppose if you do have a spouse because you're like okay <laughs> I've noticed something you know <laughs> I do everything um, and this has to change or it's like well what support can I get in you know I'm saving money I'm not drinking is that does that mean that I can you know pay for some sort of childcare? does that mean that you know I can or shall I rely upon a family member or shall I team up with another mum and try and share so we get a break like you know what 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 can I do to kind of help that or you know like that kind of just recognition of like what is being a perfect mum you know being a perfect mum doesn't mean that it's you doing 10,000 different crafts and going to animal world and them having the the newest ps4 and you know all those things like being a a great mum is being a mum that's that's present and if that means that you're really tired and you snuggle up on the sofa and watch tv with them then you know just do you know do it and that's what they need they need to hear your heartbeat and they need to be close to you and that's kind of it really you know and and yeah fish fingers all hail the fish we had fish fingers last night I love a fish finger yeah nice so yeah I think it's just that isn't it it's like what what can I what support do I have and what pressure am I putting on myself to live up to something that's not in reach right now Mm. it might not not and it's it's like life is not always constant either you know it's like there might be a change you know where you do have time for crafts and animal parks and you know swimming three times a week or whatever but right now maybe it's just not the moment you know and just I think also there's that you know we went back to the kind of naming it again about you know, that that very natural thing that we all need to do. Because I think there's a lot of when, you know, when we stop drinking and there's that social, there's that social fear that we don't fit in anymore and it's just us and da, 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 da. So I think, again, when we do that, if we're having a bad sort of come down, social hangover day, social come down day after the party, that even if it was nice, I think we can still be left sometimes with that feeling of right I'm back I'm on my own again mm. and that and it's just me and it's it's to remember and there's one thing that's absolutely lovely about the self-compassion practice and Dr Kristin Neff talks about it Tara Brack talks about it many many people talk about it you know the science of happiness dudes in Berkeley and Harvard all talk about it and it's this kind of idea of the 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 shared humanity those moments of shared humanity which look we think look like the night out Mm. and then a so if we don't get that connection of shared humanity that can make amplify our loneliness 
when we go away. So like Mandy said, like, you know, too, that's where the sober tribe is really important. That's where the self-compassion practice is really important. That is where the, um, the remembering that this is a completely normal evolutionary response. So you don't get caught up in the narrative about yeah. you and it and all the rest of it it's just 100% natural and then once you let let the dust settle once you're not so tired once the sun rises and falls again and we're like oh okay we're back you know so Mm. just I think that's it as well just knowing that it's completely normal and it's not anything wrong it's everything right and then you can design your own little bespoke toolkit that makes you feel really good while that's while that's happening you know yeah yeah I completely agree all right should we wrap it up yeah Um, we've done a short one today it's amazing for us we've oh no 18 minutes no no that was the last time before I started talking it was and I was like oh I've been going on for another five minutes um so what's your tip of the day my tip of the day is to think about what your what your temperature is. And so, for example, it's quite warm here today, but my feet are quite chilly. So I've got, I'll show you, Mandy, I've got these fluffy socks on. Fluffy winter fat face socks on that I usually wear in winter with my wellies. So I've got them on, um, but I've only got a T-shirt on. Um yeah, because there's different parts of my body. There are different temperatures. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm quite sweaty, but my feet are cold. <laughs> so just, but it's quite interesting. I'm finding that quite interesting at the moment because I just, I might not necessarily like recognize that all the time. And I'll just be wandering around with really cold feet and then wonder why I'm a bit grumpy. So yeah, it would be to check out your temperature. <laughs> I'm like a baby. I sit really am like a little baby. We are, we're all like babies. Aww, we just don't better. allow ourselves to be. Yeah, that's true. And what's your tip? Of the tip? Day? Yeah, what's your tip of the day? Um, my tip of the day is um, hydrate. It always comes back. I just ever since I was a little kid, actually, I didn't drink enough water, and I had problems with that when I was young that I and I remember I had to drink squash like like cordial because pints of cordial because otherwise I just wouldn't drink water um anyway um and so it's always been a thing for me and I don't know how many times I like knock that away during the day of just like oh I'm a bit thirsty and then I don't do anything about it um and I think a lot of people don't drink enough and it's certainly when I was drinking alcohol like I would literally just drink coffee and red wine I know that was it um and now I drink a lot of tea black tea but that's dehydrating so just make sure yeah just have a nod to your hydration levels and because it can really help you not get triggered in the evening if you're well hydrated in the day yeah And what's your reason to love sober? What's my reason to love sober? The reason to love sober is getting to work on things that I truly, truly care about. Like, um, what might that be, Kate? 
that might be what is that the book is that what you were (laughs) we've written a book (laughs) I was was like we didn't read that book we didn't write that book yeah I we we have a book out in September which is super super exciting and we just did a cover reveal of it and it is available to pre-order on Amazon Book Depository and Waterstones. Waterstones, yeah. Yeah, and with Book Depository, because the the it's not out in the States for about another year, but if you are in the States and want it, then you can get it from the Book Depository and you get free postage and packing. And um, same if you're in Australia. So if you do fancy a read of it, it's not available to September, but it is available to pre-order. So, so there's that. And there's things like... Um, you know, I had a bit of a pinch me moment where, you know, there's Mrs. Mrs. D is going without and she's written a book too, um, which is lovely. It's much more like anecdotal and there's some stories about women in there. But she um, emailed us today because we're going to do something with her, aren't we, on her website. Yeah. I remember like seven or eight years ago when I, got, when I first got sober and I remember reading her and she was like, like a superhero. And it was like, oh, you know, these people are friends, you know. And mm. it just feels amazing. It just feels amazing. It's like, oh, I'm in the right place, you know. Yeah. It's like properly that feeling of being in the right place, being in the sober community. I absolutely love it. And I absolutely love the people we know and the more people we know, how I just think they're just awesome, you know. Yeah. What I say is not a wrong one. Mm. <laughs> what, what about you? um yeah reason to love sober um we we are also speaking ICAD so ICAD is the international uh, conference of addiction and associated disorders um and that you can we'll we'll put a link on the the notes but they is online this year so it's open to um to everyone and especially if you work within kind of any caring professional profession you get CE credits so a continuous education credit so definitely check it out and there's some amazing amazing speakers like Tommy Rosen and mm. um, Stephen Porges who Stephen, is polyvagal polyvagal man um and yeah so I'm super proud of that because that's a big deal and that's really talking to the professionals oh. so our um presentation is entitled um bridging the gap between a clinical um experience and people and our experience basically yeah so it's essentially what we've always wanted to talk about to doctors and therapists and psychotherapists and it is the fact that you know our experience was that when we went to the doctors and we said i you know i think i might have a problem with my drinking we were encouraged to moderate and we were encouraged to count units and when we started talking to people within the sober community, we found that that was the experience of others too. And that essentially kept me drinking for another year or so, I'd say. And, you know, when I started drinking again, it kind of added weight to the fact that I needed to drink to be a normal person and keep so many people stuck in that kind of moderating, counting units, failing, trying trying to keep alcohol in their life Mm. rather than the doctors going oh well you know what like it's bloody great being sober why don't you try that you know and so that feels amazing that we can like that 
yeah, we were asked um, by ICAD, which I really feel really grateful to Sam um, and the team that they want they want to bring that conversation and and start those conversations merging between you know essentially the consumer of the medical industry um, and also to talk about coaching and how coaching and looking forward and 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 that approach rather than kind of looking back at the the past can be so constructive and so helpful for people getting sober you know rather than looking at what's wrong with us looking at what's right with us and working with our strengths and yeah. positive sobriety models so yay badass big girl pant moment so two a double drop in a week double wasn't drop it? of big girl pants <laughs> i know one pair What's for up? you, dude. One pair for me. Yeah. Yes, we don't um, have to share them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, so I feel very grateful and that is definitely a reason to love yeah. sober. So Totally. Yeah, well, let's yeah. see that because it's now, now nearly 50 minutes, so we're oh, yeah. on target. <laughs> for, for the love of God, shut them up, basically. <laughs> so, um yeah, if you're immediately concerned about your drinking, uh, reach out, send up a flare, get in touch with us at lovesober.com or info at lovesober.com um, or on Instagram, um, send up a flare somewhere in the sober community, you know, Soberistas, She Recovers, Club Soda, um, just there's lots of us out there now. So you can just literally send up a flare, like I said, and um, and get support and don't feel like you're on your own. And if you want to start the dry July, when will this will be going out on the 4th, that's absolutely fine. Hop on board then and uh, come along for the ride. And we'll see you next week for more chat. <laughs>